A reading from Jeremiah. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people. It is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them, and they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. The word of the Lord. A reading from Colossians. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, <clears throat> whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to you, Lord Christ.
Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let now, O Lord, the words of my mouth, the meditation of each one of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our God, you are our strength, our redeemer, and our mediator. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. It is my joy to be with you on this morning. Yesterday in the afternoon, my wife Kathy and I drove over and ensconced ourselves in a motel and only to find out this morning that we could have thrown or spit all over here. It was just around the corner at the Marriott. And um, wonderful things like that are always fun to uh, get to see when the light of day shines upon them. I want to thank your musician, first of all, for selecting that last hymn. Well done. It was wonderful and beautiful, and I only say that because it's one of my favorites. <laughs> and I also want to recognize, um, on behalf of your bishops, Bishop Andy Doyle, Bishop Dina Harrison, and Bishop Jeff Fisher, um, my thanks to them for including me in uh, our retirement. Uh, we have moved to Austin, Texas to be with our granddaughter, she who must be obeyed. <laughs> and um, we decided that we would move from uh, where we were in the Pensacola area uh, to uh, back to Texas where we had lived once before, but only a little bit north of Austin in Dallas. And I also want to thank your rector for the work that he is doing here and has done here and will continue to do here. And when we had clergy conference and I was the guest, he came running up to me and stood in front of me and he said, you're coming to be in my congregation. Do you remember what I said? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I had the wrong schedule. <laughs> and I suppose retired bishops are forgiven that. So, Mike, I apologize for giving you a heart attack along the way. <laughs> we come to this Sunday, and I want to say something else that was always a temptation of mine, and one of my, one of my mentors would, would mention to me, don't give in to all your temptations. And the temptation for me was on this Sunday, this Sunday, the last Sunday in Pentecost, this year Christ the King, and I'll come back to that, but it's the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and my temptation was always to make this a celebratory event and celebrate Thanksgiving a little early for those who weren't going to make it on Thanksgiving Day. No. Thanksgiving Day is a day in which we give thanks wherever we may are for the gifts and fruits of the earth and for what we now have here in this land. 
It is a sense that thanksgiving is what we have with hearth and home, not just in church. And so let me bid you all for this thanksgiving at some point in the day, perhaps before the meal, to offer that blessing for who we are as a people of God and who we are as a nation and who and how God has blessed us all. This Sunday became known as Christ the King. 1925, the Roman Catholic pontiff, Pope Pius XI, declared this as an ecumenical feast day for all Christians. Well, it was a proclamation that went absolutely nowhere because there was very little ecumenical work going on. And it is this particular piece that I think opened up ecumenical dialogue throughout the church. In 1935, Ronald Knox, the British theologian, suggested that the world was in such turmoil that it would be a wonderful opportunity for the world churches to come together and embrace this day as a day of giving thanks, giving thanks to Almighty God for giving us the King of kings and Lord of lords. It's interesting that this day was accepted in in the states, I think, all the time. I, I don't know about you, but I don't think we do kings and queens very well unless they're on television. <laughs> then we seem to, we, we like the way they dress up. I, as, as a child, uh, I mentioned to somebody else uh, it, this morning here that I am first generation American. I'm son of immigrants. My wife is the daughter of immigrants, all from Scotland. And they came here uh, to, for employment on the one hand, but also to get away from the kings and queens on the other. And yet, what do we do? I watched the coronation with my family of Queen Elizabeth II. I watched the royal wedding with my wife and friends of Charles and Diana and then watched later the funeral. We watched the marriage of William and Kate. We, we, we become enamored in that kind of pageantry. And I think we delude ourselves if we believe that, that there is not something about that that has a sense of enamored to us. Knox said the world in turmoil is a gesture of Christian truth as a world on the point of going mad with political propaganda. I remembered reading that particular piece and thinking about various nations around the world today and where we are. But you know, we can read back into history the very presence of where we are 
making, making more of it than not, because how similar every age, including our own, is. But Christ the King in Jesus, there's a sense of fidelity and faith response to that message of hope and grace. What of us? Time of war and upheaval, disease, racial and ethnic struggles, quarrels. Yes, that's where we are a lot. And there is the cross of Christ upon which Jesus hung. Jesus is Lord and we say Jesus is King. I get a sense when I look at things like this that we remember that there is an opportunity for us all to embrace what that means in our lives. There was a professor when I was studying in New York um, who, who would say to the students as we began our classes, it doesn't matter what point you come out on if you're able to think clearly enough to articulate what the message is. And you must bring everything to light. You must walk with the light. Well, at one point, after about a month, one of the students, not from the, uh, not from the university that I was, we, but we were gathering for these classes, um, said to him, Professor, where did you get that saying? Walk with the light. And he said, well, I, I'd rather not tell you. And he, sa he said, no, I think you have to tell us because many of us are going to take that and we're going to use it and, and, and we might use it in our lectures or, or sermons. And he said, oh, okay, very well. I, I got it here in New York. I got it when I was walking across the street at Broadway and 43rd Street, and it said, walk with the light. It's amazing how we can be blinded with reality. Walk with the light, but doesn't, use it, folks, use it. Walk, tell people to walk with the light, but we mean something different. We don't mean just pay attention to the directions that are going to keep you safe. We mean walk with the light of Christ. There is an old fable that came to my mind last evening. A fable that I learned when I was when I was doing study in, in Israel. And it's the story about a monk who was chased by a bear and he ran and he ran until he came to the cliff. 
Dear friends, in every story, there's always a cliff. And he jumped over the edge. And on the way down into the abyss, he barely manages to grab hold of a branch growing out of the cliff. And the monk sighs in great relief. And then he looked down. There's always a down. And saw a gathering of crocodiles beneath him in the water. And then to his chagrin, a gopher emerges just above the hole on the cliff and begins to gnaw away at the other end of the branch. So what can he do? Bear above, crocodiles below, and a gopher beside him. And then to his surprise, he spotted a luscious strawberry just within reach. And the monk contemplated his circumstances for just a few moments. And then he reaches over and plucked one of the huge strawberries and brought it to his mouth and savored it. How delicious was all he said. We are called to a life that can be precarious. We are called to a life of faith in Christ, knowing that Christ has been there before us. And on this day, Christ the King, Christ is Lord, and life can be delicious. For in Christ, we shall all be made alive. Alleluia. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.